Hi, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to the show, episode four, published June 17th, 2020. Today on the show, I have with me, I am Rebel Will Artis. He's going to talk now. Today, we're going to talk Black Lives Matter, but this time, we're going to get an LGBTQ perspective. So I'm going to throw the floor to I am Rebel Will. Hi, how are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, no, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Yeah, um, hi, my name is Ian Rebel Will. Um, I am an uh, artist. I sing like R&B and pop style music. I also identify as queer um, and very, very much black. <laughs> So um, I'm really happy for this platform in order to just really share uh, my point of view on especially what's happening right now in the world. Um, I think it's something that's been a long time coming, and I'm, I'm happy that eyes are starting to finally open and we could actually talk about it and actually have a real discussion. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it, there is a lot going on in this world right now. But we're going to get a perspective, again, listeners, about from an LGBTQ perspective. So now that's all that's going We know that there's a lot of black men being killed in our streets and in the U.S. Um, Canada, what do you say, like, okay, we're going to talk to about a Canadian perspective because mostly I'm from Canada, you're from Canada. But what do you think? Do you really think there is an issue with black men being killed in Canada? I don't necessarily think there's the killing aspect, but there is a disproportionate uh, amount of times where we're stopped, um, where we're harassed. Um, I remember I, I'm born and raised in Montreal, Quebec. Um, I lived in a white suburban area the majority of my life. Um, we were the only black family for the longest time. And then when neighbors came in, they were, they were still my family. <laughs> so um, I remember going going home every single night. And I would be stopped at least like every every two days coming home after school. Um, just like, oh, what are you doing out so late? And this is like probably back in two, like from like 2010 to like recently until I just got, got to Toronto, which was uh, last year. So 2000, late. 2018, beginning early 2019. So that's 10 years of being every every second night being stopped and asked where I'm going because I don't fit the profile of being inside a suburban area. So I think that there's a lot of times where people people forget because they like to think that, oh, oh my God, no, Canada, we're so welcome, we're so friendly. You know, that doesn't happen here. And you know what? Like, I'm happy that people are starting to wake up and really see that. Just right now, like we have, there's a huge case that's going on in Montreal specifically, uh, where there was two teens who did a whole blackface video, and people were outraged and they were surprised it happened. But coming from, I like I used to take dance from all across that area, and I was in that school. And when I performed, when I would be, when I'd be there and teaching classes. I would get those racist remarks. I would get the little, the underhanded, um, the underhanded black comments like, "Oh, you know, you dance like a monkey," like stuff like that. Like, and these are these are kids that they were thirteen to sixteen years old. So this is something that is very, very much like 
in our in our society in our culture it's just i'm just happy that right now we're actually addressing it and trying to like figure out like what the like how we can fix the issue anti anti-semic racism do you think there is systemic sorry i keep calling it anti-semitic <laughs> do you think that well there is anti-semitic racism we're not denying that we're, are, we're right. not. do you think there is a because we're hearing premiers we heard premier doug ford say a few weeks ago that Canada doesn't have a problem with systemic racism. And now we're hearing the premier in Montreal saying that um, yeah, there's Quebec. no problem. Yeah. Yes, Quebec saying that there's yeah. no problem with systemic racism. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that is a complete joke. Um, I think that just speaks to their privilege and where they haven't had to deal with that. Um, I Again, like in my position, I was before coming to Toronto, I was in school also full time and I was like fortunate to be able to represent my student body um, at my college. So it was a, a non-for-profit organization. They were completely incorporated. So I was the CEO of that organization for three years. Um, when I tell you the amount of like, systemic racism that what's happening even just within that small confine of a 10,000 student school like from there was cartoons read about me saying that I would steal their money I would steal student money for this and that or there was like I would wouldn't be invited to I have to fight to be invited to meetings that was my right because I was that position you know so when I hear that I just think it's, for lack of better words, complete bullshit. And I just, as I said, it speaks to where where they are, and they really don't have a reality of what's actually happening around us. Now, okay, we're gonna talk. Now, you are an artist, and you identify yourself as queer. Now, I understand Black Lives Matter, right? Now, why do you think that people do not want to recognize LGBTQ lives? To be honest with you, it just it's saddening. Yeah. I think people they still think of it and it's mostly the older generation. If I'm like, you know, over the age of thirty five who still have that mentality. It's not necessarily the younger generation. But it's more about saying that this is a choice. Um, even like when I, when I first was coming out as, as a queer black man to my family, like my family's like, did you have to choose this? You know, like I didn't choose to be queer, you know, it, it was something that, that would happen at the part of me. Is that my only part of me? No, but it's something that uh, like I have to stay true to. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it comes back to because they feel like it's still a choice. If they understood that it was if like it was being it was the exact same thing as being born black, they would un they would understand that it's the same issues that we're facing, if not more, because now we're not only getting it we're ostracized from from the for being black and now we're also ostracized for being gay, so where or where are we left in this? Where is we're we're alone. We're out there, fend for like to kind of fend for ourselves. 
you, and like even when you look like when you look sorry when you look at like statistics and stuff like you see a lot of it like especially in Canada it's indigenous and then black kids that are homeless and if they are homeless or they're doing they're in the street they're they're supposed they're you know there's some they're either selling drugs they're finding ways to to make a living like you know they're selling themselves a lot of LGBT especially in the trans community like it it's it itself is an epidemic and we need to stop trying to make the divide and realize that this is what we all have in common. Yeah. And if not, we're, if not, we like, there should be more of an extended hand and more of a, a place to, to try to understand where everyone is coming from. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I've, I've been in so many now chat groups and different things like, you know, Oh, we want, we, yes, you know, it's, it's we want up to list our black, uh, black people, black people. We want to uplift black people. I'm like, okay, so uplift all black people, yeah. right? Right. And what so. do you what do you say to that? What do you say when your own community says no? It's about Black Lives Matter. Forget the LGBTQ lives. It's about Black Lives Matter. What do you say to that? I'd come back to it. I go back to it and, think, and try to explain that again. It, it it wasn't a choice. I didn't have a choice to be black. I didn't have a choice to be queer. This is what I was born, and this it doesn't matter. We could both be shot by police the next day. They're not going to be. They're not going to stop. And be like, oh, oh, sorry, he gets a pass because he's queer. And that's not going to happen. We're going to be shot. We're going to be shot the same way. So I think it's more about the education and trying to, like, just give them that knowledge and tools to really understand, like, what what this is about. And again, like, we have a lot of people, like, a lot of people talk about, oh, we know it's about it's about the Bible, it's about it's about our beliefs. Well, homosexuality was only introduced in the Bible in 1941. That's the first time it was actually published. Before those were like what it was was pedophilia. Not had nothing to do with homosexuality. So again, it's like this is a this is a man-made belief system. This is something that you know, like if we actually took a step back and like realized that this, like if we're talking about from a religious standpoint, Jesus, God, religion, it was supposed to be all about love, not about division. So why would why would we now all of a sudden seclude a whole a whole group because it's not necessarily what you do? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Do you think the racism can be... Because people might argue and say that, no, LGBTQ discrimination is totally different from black racism. What do you... And I ask, yeah. I ask them how. <laughs> how? I guess they say, okay, they probably say you can hide being black, but you can't... Oh, sorry. You can hide being gay, but you can't hide being black. Can you? I know, I know some, there's just like the different people, there's more, there's, everybody walks in their own, their, their own path, their own way of life, and they express themselves their own way, right? There's, there's some men who are not queer or not homosexual that are more in tune with the femininity, so is that, is that what we're saying too? Like, you know what I mean? Because. I feel like there's this there's this whole thing about like oh you could hide it because you have to be you have to be well I'm talking from like being a queer man that perspective it's like oh yeah you know well, you have to be hyper you have to be hyper masculine you have to play football how many football like I know a lot of football players who are who are not out 
Like, you know what I mean? I know a lot of athletes who are not out who Preach. hide it because of that same reason. <laughs> you know Preach. what I mean? So uh, there are probably a lot of closeted NBA star NBA homosexuals too. So definitely. Yes, we're gonna throw definitely. that out there. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of rappers. There's a lot of like you know what I mean? Like it's about the image. Yeah. Like even going back to to me as an artist, like when when I said I want to I want to be fully out and really sing about everything because I identify as queer and I specifically identify as pansexual. So meaning that um, I'm attracted to the person mm-hmm. and it, does, it won't matter the gender that they identify with. Okay. Right? Do you, so, do you think like, yeah. okay, for example, do you think, okay, even that pansexual, what if there are listeners right now that don't understand what's a pansexual? Um, well, pansexual definitely, it's just different definitions. Like, there's just, like, there is different classifications. Like, as we were talking about before, like, trans. Like, being someone who is transgender. Because um, transsexual is not, not the proper term to use. But transgender um, is someone who identifies, who was born into one gender, but they identify as another. So they transform to do that. Um, there's gay, which is uh, a male who's, specifically attracted to a male. There's lesbian, which is a female specifically attracted to female. There's bisexuals who are uh, who are people who are attracted to both male and female. Then there's pansexual, which is someone who is necessarily not necessarily attracted to male or female, but they're they're attracted to male, female or they could be attracted to a trans transgender person. Um, they could be attracted to two spirited person. So there's there's different variations that that can happen. And then there's agender and non-binary. Can you explain those two in case listeners don't okay. know? Um, agent, well, asexual, asexual um, is some. It's like someone who is not necessarily a, like. Actually, I can't even. I don't want to misquote that. So I'm not going to define it because I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> give people inspiration. Because <laughs> yeah. again, I, this is also a learning process for me too, right? Right. Um, uh, someone who's non-binary, someone who doesn't necessarily identify as male or female, but they also, and a lot of times you'll see non-binary people kind of play with the with the lines of gender. So, you know, like, um, in terms of, like, maybe they, they feel like wearing, quote-unquote, makeup. Um, they'll maybe, you know, they'll, they'll wear uh, a skirt today, but then tomorrow they'll be fully dressed in a suit. Like, I'm just giving, like, a very, very, like, basic examples it's definitely deeper than that but again um i would definitely recommend to like go go to sources go to go find sources online um like pride toronto is a, is a great place to, for these for this conversation and there's definitely resources on that website that could give them more information about what these titles are yeah yeah so back to my what do you got back to our thing we we're getting a little off topic but i wanted the yeah. listeners to kind of still understand what we're talking about because we're looking at this at a, as an lgbtq perspective we say right. all lives matter but their their community is making it looks like the media is trying to shift a disconnect between black lives matter and black lives lgbtq in the states so what mm-hmm. do you say to people that say it is different 
I'm discriminated more than my race versus, you know, the community, you guys are protected. LGBTQ2 is protected. They have rights now. They, what do you call, now they passed a bill where in the States you are no longer allowed to fire anybody because of their sexual preference. And Trudeau in Canada had apologized to the LGBTQ community. Honestly, when it comes down to it, they're not, these are not political issues. They're human rights issues. Yeah. Right? What people don't understand too, even within the queer community, uh, like marginalized people are discriminated against as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I just don't understand the perspective of people really trying to disassociate it because when when they need the numbers, it's okay. When they're done, it's like okay, well we're, we don't we don't have time to talk about that issue. Like it, it shouldn't work like that, and it, it it can't work like that. If you're saying all lives matter, it needs to be all Black lives that matter. We all want those human rights because at the end of the day, as you said, like we're not. As I said earlier, like they're not gonna. If we're both getting done, gunned down, they're not going to be like, oh, but you're gay. You get the exception. You get the pass. It doesn't work like that. Right. right. <laughs> so anybody who wants to argue that, like, at the end of the day, that's just that's their ignorance. And all we can do is exp- explain to them our perspective and just explain the the neglect and the feeling. Like, you understand, like, I, I know a lot of LGBT members, like, and I'll, I'll use it. Like, I have a lot of white friends who, you know, came out to their families and they they had a very, very different, how could I say, like, they had a very different journey than I did in the sense of, like, when I, when I first came out, completely being ostracized, completely being cut off from the family. Like, you know, like, people who are, who you think that they're really close to that, you know, like you had that connection with all of a sudden changed their mind in a, in a, what, in two seconds because of the fact that they thought, they thought you were all of a sudden going to be this, this way. Yeah. Like, whereas, whereas like, you know, our, like my white, like white counterparts, you know, they, they're like, okay, well, you know, it happens. It is what it is. And we're going to learn to accept you. Like it's, it's crazy. And how could you want acceptance and you can't, like, it's like, how could you be, you don't want to raise a racist, but you're okay to raise a homophobe, someone who's homophobic. That doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) You see, we can divide it. We can divide. But see, that's what we do. We divide it, I am rebel. We divide it. Why are we still, and I know I'm asking the same question over and over again, but why are we dividing this? Why are we making this as a... but it goes back to being the systematic, systemic, sorry, now I'm saying systematic. (laughs) (laughs) It comes back to the systematic racism in the sense of, like, that was what we were taught. We're always, like, it's ingrained in our culture to have the crap in the bucket mentality. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like there's not enough, like, we're, we're taught that there's not enough space for everyone when that is not the case. and stuff like that, I don't understand it because 
the LGBTQ movement, like civil rights movement, started with black trans women. Yeah. Like, so they started the whole Stonewall riots. Like, they started the uproar that gave them the rights, which they all, and then from there, like, you know, like, it's, it's always been hand-in-hand synonymous, synonymous. Like, we have so many dominant black figures, like, who were, like, civil rights leaders that were LG, that were LGBTQ identifying, but history erased that because that's not, quote-unquote, acceptable. Right. From James Baldwin to Malcolm X to, like, there's, there's so many. Right. So I, I just don't, I don't understand, like, how you could have Malcolm X on your wall and then say that you're homophobic. Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a lot of people that love I have a dream but god I hate those faggots they say that right, like, <laughs> oh my god I didn't like, say no listeners I didn't say that I'm just saying giving an example saying that of course. there are people that are homophobic in the culture uh -huh. and now what do you say let's jump to what do you call it to our community, for example, they're not a part of the LGBTQ community and they're homophobic right now. What do you want to tell them? I want to say, wake up. I want to say, we're supposed to be better than the last generation. We're supposed to be progressive. Like, you can't be progressive in a closed mind. Like, what, what people do in their bedrooms shouldn't affect you. But when we when we need the power in numbers, we don't ha we can't afford to exclude people. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take all all of our minds, all of our resources, all of our might to conquer what is going on and to make real changes. So, if that's not what you're about, then you're not really about change. You're not really about this movement. You don't know what you're talking about. So wake up. Wake up, smell the coffee, or smell the roses. Right. The only thing, okay, the eyebrow, the only thing I would say, and this is this is me not, maybe you might think I'm ignorant. I do think in some ways that black discrimination and sexuality discrimination are a bit different. And what I say is that okay, race, so ra how? racism is hard. You see, it's hard to prove somebody is racist versus, versus somebody mocking you, for example. Let's say you're in the workplace. Oh, hey, girl, how was pride? You know what I'm saying? That is easy to pick up a discrimination, somebody being discriminatory to you. What do you think about that? So, hold on, wait, wait. So... Uh, if I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to paraphrase to see if I understood properly. Yeah. So you, you, your opinion is that it's easier to be like it, it's harder to it's harder to be racist. Like I'm trying to understand. I don't understand. I'm trying okay, to understand. Maybe it. I okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm like, that doesn't make that's not making sense to me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, and listeners, work with me. This is the fourth show, and this is a deeper topic, <laughs> right? So, right. I'm just saying that. I think it's harder, in a sense, to prove. I'm saying it's harder. Racism is harder. So basically, color racism, color racism is more difficult. I believe than somebody based judging you based on your sexual orientation. I think you might disagree with me, but I think it is different in the sense that I gave those examples that it's okay. easier to pick up somebody being 
homophobic to you and prejudiced toward you for your preference versus the racism? You know what I'm saying, I am, Rebel? Um, do I, I think I understand, I think I hear what you're saying. Yes. Do I agree? Absolutely not. Okay, you can explain, <laughs> um, you can explain. <laughs> it's like, and I will explain it, but I'm, even before I explain it, yeah. it's, that's, that's your mentality. Like, yeah. even just from that to that. And like, let's say, like, and I believe that a lot of people agree with your mentality. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, but that goes back to, if you think that there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be, oh, there's a less, there's a lesser end of that. Like, that is, goes back to the whole crab in the bucket mentality. Like, there shouldn't be, oh, well, it's harder to be black than it is to be white. Or it, it's harder to be black than it is to be Latino. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, definitely, get, like, that shouldn't be the, the conversation. It should literally be that as people, we all deserve equity. Not equality, equity. Meaning, like, if, if you are, if you're black and you're, you're in a poorish neighborhood, like, you should still have access to those, the education. You should have access to, no, I should say not education, to proper education. You should have the same resources as the white community next door. Like, that's what this conversation is about. Right. That's like, it has nothing to do with who is more in danger than, than the other. That makes no sense whatsoever. Right. And like that, and I think that alone, like that, that's why we're always going to have this conversation. It's always going to come back to that because we're not seeing it as a human right we're trying to de- now we're trying to decide who is more worthy of what and that's what the issue is yes yes and okay forgive me listeners i'm not i'm just saying that it's what do you call it? i think discrimination is more harder based on race than it is on sexual orientation that's but there what shouldn't i'm discri- but there shouldn't be discrimination and that's what the conversation is about discrimination is it's the same whether you're whether it's sexuality whether it's race discrimination discrimination there's no there's no degree of discrimination it doesn't work like that yes. if you're discriminated against you're discriminated against yes. and then if that even if that is the case if you're black and there's discrimination, and then you're on top of that, you're gay. Discrimination, and on top of that, let's say you're trans, you're transgender. Like, why? Like, do you understand? Like, so yeah. why are we fighting mm-hmm. to, to not be? Like, you know what I mean? Like that, we shouldn't be fighting on who deserves more, who deserves more seats at the table. We should all have seats at the table. So that divide and conquer thing that's happening within the black community, that's where it gets me upset. And like that mentality is what's going to keep us where we're, where we are, where and stop progression, period. Right, right. What do you want to say to the trans community? And what do you want to say that people that are transphobic? But though, hmm. So the trans community, definitely, I had a sister... Um, well, she was not blood, but she was my sister because we became really close to that. A couple years ago, passed away because there was violence toward, she was killed because she was trans. Me personally, I just want to say that like, I will never fully understand, but I, I'm, my ears are open. My hands are open. 
if you need something from if you need anything from me, I'm the resource. Yeah. I can help, and I want to help. Yeah. In terms of people who are transphobic, I feel like at this time it's just really about understanding why. Where is that coming from? Why, why should people who are living their truth and their life affect what you do? And it's not even at this point, like, because we're not at the point where, you know, everyone needs to love each other. Like, fuck that Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even about everyone loving each other, but there should be some type of respect, some understanding. That's what I think that we sh- we should be striving toward, and that's where we're going to get the equality, and that's where we're going to get the equity that everyone deserves. Yes, yes. So, yeah, like just do your and if and if it's something you don't understand, instead of dismissing it, try to understand where it's coming from, so you can actually have an educated, an educated understanding of why you don't like it, right? Like, oh, you know, like. I hear so many ridiculous like things. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't like trans because it's, it's against God. It's against the snap. Like, where, where did it say that in your Bible? What that was man made? Like, where, where, where does it say that? Like, where, where did you get these conclusions from? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, you're, it's just years and years of rhetoric that we're putting down, that we're putting down your throat. That's not that probably not. We don't even know if that's your actual opinion because it's something that you've just been heard. It's been taught. It's been taught. It's been taught. Right. right. You what know do, what I mean? What do you say to pastors when they, let's say, for example, they'll, they might challenge you as a queer man. What do you say to a pastor that'll say, it's against God? I would, if they're using Bible verses, Yes, if they use a Bible verse. I mean, I didn't use a Bible verse, but you know how they go, you know, in the book of Je- uh, when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know how they go. <laughs> of course. Um, well, there's a reason why, I, like, I am spiritual. I, I am personally not religious in, the, in that same, the same thing. You can't be spewing, oh, love your, love your neighbors. <laughs> Except for those ones. Like, it just, like, the whole idea of what, like, these pastors, like, what they're teaching back and forth, like, it just, for me, doesn't make, doesn't make sense. It's just one big contradiction. Right. Right? So, if you're asking me what I would say, I would say absolutely nothing, because at that point, it's not, those are not the, the people who are already far gone, those are not the people I want to reach. You know what I mean? For the understanding. They're like, they're going to, as bad as it sounds and as harsh as it sounds, they're going to die off and like hopefully soon, sooner than later. And that's going to be that. It's a new generation. It's the new upcoming people. The new people are going to be the, the new leaders of the world. The upcoming leaders of the world. Those are the people we need to reach out for. Like when, when I'm seeing online, like, you know, little, little kids who are between the ages of seven, like six and like, nine years old, seven, eight, nine years old, who are doing their own protests in their communities. That's, that's the change we're looking for. Not the people who already, you know what I mean, who already have their mindset. Yeah, who are already have their, who are already set in their ways, as he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, like, you know what, that, that's your belief. 
And I guess you're entitled to it. Is it wrong? Absolutely. But again, you like as you guys, as the people who are so religious will say, you know, God will deal with you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> let, let, Bill, he'll deal with me how he wants. <laughs> but he, the Lord knows my heart. I'm sure he knows yours. Like, you know what I mean? And we'll let we'll let that, the powers that be deal with it. But for right now, like, love. Don't worry. And listeners, don't worry. We will get a posture because we're getting an LGBTQ perspective, but we will get a posture's perspective one day, too, on this stuff, too, because we're on this show. We get every perspective of what's going on in the, the community. And and I really like talking to I Am Rebel because I Am Rebel will because I'm learning stuff. Like, and honestly... I'm always open for a conversation. And, you know, if you could, for me, like if it comes back to it, like we're going back and forth and we might not agree, but if we could agree to disagree and there's, and let's say a pastor brings up valid points, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I never thought of it like that. I'd be the first one to admit that I was wrong. Right. But it gets, for me, like from, from what I've seen from growing up in the church, I used to be at church from a kid to like about 13, 14 years old. I was in church three, four times a week. My grandma, my grandma is still heavy in the church. You know what I mean? Like that's still something that's very, very important in, in quote unquote, my upbringing and my family. But I think even, even like my grandmother, as she's gotten older, she's realized that there's, there's stuff that has definitely changed. Like you know, like so for example, like so was she supposed to kick out her quote unquote gay grandson? Like you know, just because it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Like what she was been, what she's been taught, right? right. Who knows? No. Who knows the answer? No. Right? Like, but she obviously agreed not to. She she obviously said no because you know she did it. And my grandmother is my biggest supporter in everything I do. So, you know, that's I just it goes back to just being like have have an open mind. And if you are teaching that, like if you are teaching love, just again, don't be a hypocrite about it. Don't be a hypocrite about it, church people. I know y'all are right. listening to this. You, you I know. I can't, I can't wait for the comments. I can't wait <laughs> to be trolled. <laughs> now, in your music, can I ask you about your, mu- your music? Now, in your of music, course. are you going to be talking about the messages of race discrimination? Because right now, a lot of people are staying away from other stuff, and they're talking about Black Lives Matter and race discrimination. Are you going to be talking about it in your future singles? Well, what's, I, what's so funny about all this is that, like, um, originally my my EP, which is coming out in September, was called Afrofuturism, which was already talking about this. So we've been in production um, since the beginning of this year, talking about um, the perspective of a queer male queer black male. So everything that comes about the discrimination, um, love, sensuality, sexuality, like, you know what I mean? Like that was already in the EP. And now I feel like it's just like, it's just even more, it's just, I just feel like it, it's really in tune with what's happening. And it's been like that. So look, really look out for that. Cause I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of this project coming up and it's a true reflection of, 
where I where I where I saw myself and where I where I saw myself and where I want to see us go as a people, right. and for us to go as as a black queer community because I don't think that our voices are heard enough. And even like a side note, completely like we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter in Toronto, like if we're doing like nation, like Canadian wise, like locally, it's run by mostly queer women, black queer women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so like again, it goes back to being like, how how could you not, like how could you not be in support of an quote unquote like every black black person going through that one, even when the people who are helping you guys get forward are on the backs of black, le- of like black lesbians, which is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously they're not the only voices there, but it, they were very, 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 um, prominent in the formation of it in here in Toronto. So again, goes back to people actually doing your research before they start just screwed, spewing any, rhetoric out there you know what i mean right 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 and i hope i am rebel will i've turned what do you call because i am rebel will didn't agree with my comment earlier (laughs) but you know what we agree to disagree and this is what the show is about we're gonna not gonna always agree to everything but it's it can be a healthy disagreement like were were you angry at anything i said earlier I don't see the point of getting angry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have, everybody has their own opinion. Um, but, and my goal is not to change anyone's mind. It's not. It's to make sure that anything that you are, any thoughts you do have are actually informed. Like, and that's, that's it. Like, you could be like, oh, you know what? That was full of shit. Like, cool. But at least you got that other part of the information. So now, like, you were able to make a full, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, full judgment. Like, that's, that's all, and I think that's all people are asking. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you know, but again, in a time where we're not, where we need every voice, we need every single black person to come come together, it's not a time to divide. No, not a time to divide at all. Not a time to divide, not a time to be against each other, not a time to say you're this, you're that, you don't fit here, I, I fit here, you're not this, I'm this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I 100% agree with you. You know, like enough enough of the crabs in the barrel mentality. Like, if, 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 you know, I, I hear all the time, we're kings and queens, we're queens like queens, we're kings and queens, we're braids from kings and queens. So act like it. Like, you know what I mean? Act act like you that you have fucking sense <laughs> like, like even just just but even the logic of it like we have power in numbers why the fuck are we dividing like it doesn't make sense <laughs> like it's stupid do you want to throw out your platforms in case people want to reach you or they want to get to know you and they're going to look out for the ep do you want to throw all oh, that out there of course yeah um so you can find me on Instagram or any uh, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media platforms at I Am Rebel Will. Um, if you want to check out my website, um, check out one and to sign up for my newsletter of when new things are going to happen. And I, I do a lot of content and giveaways all the time. It's www.iamrebelwillmusic.com. Um, yeah, besides that, like stay stay tuned for my EP, which is coming out in the end of, end of August, beginning of September. 
called um, Rebel Futurism, and the first single is going to be Hot Blooded. So I'm really, really excited. Hot Blooded. Yeah. Hot Blooded. <laughs> We're going to so, yeah, definitely a, look out for that. <laughs> exactly. Hot Hot Blooded is a like um, a pop, but like house, insu- house, Afro house influence. So I'm very, very excited about that. It's very different. It's a different sound that I'm that I'm used to, but it's it's becoming more and more. Um, how do I say it? Like, I was afraid to go there because of, because at first I wasn't out with my music and like now I'm very, very much like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, this is who I am. And it just feels, it just feels so comfortable, so natural. So I've been taking chances and it's been, it's been good. So I'm really excited for people to, to see, to hear it, um, to, to feel it, to feel that emotion. And yeah, I, I, I just hope that people love it and I get the response. That's it. Oh, it was so good to get to know you and thank you for debuting on the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. And I want to thank the listeners for listening today. Episode four published June 17th again, 2020. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Donovan LaCroxy. On Instagram, it's D-L-A-C-R-O-X-I at, well, a Gmail, too. You can email me if you want, but please, if there's hate mail, just, what do you call it? Just Instagram me, okay? D-L-A-C-R-O-X-I, all right? On Instagram, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N-L-A-C-R-O-X-I. I want to thank I Am Rebel Will, and that is it for the show. Thank you. Thank you so much.